You're listening to Beyond Synth, the best synthwave chat show there is. Hey there, welcome to the show. My name is Andy Last. I host this show. This show is, of course, Beyond Synth, the best synthwave chat show there is. And on today's show, I will be chatting with Cat Bear, a duo from England, Zoe and Sarah, and I will be talking to them later in the show. But before then, we have some music to play, some letters to read, some birthdays to do, you know, all the, the stuff we do. So how about we get uh, right into it and play some music. I have sort of a mix of things this week, so there's some synthwave in there, and we're going to start off today with a, a track by Stephen Q. Beats, which is sort of a more kind of fun, funky track. I thought it'd be fun to, to start the show with. And it's it's brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. Um, for some reason, Patreon said that this person was a new patron, but in fact, this person has just upgraded their support, and I think simultaneously changed their name, because I don't remember reading the name Krizak Hatterak before, which sounds like a Dune reference. Is that a Dune reference? Anyways, i just like to say that Krizak Hatterak has upgraded his support. <laughs> That's right. Krizak Hatterak is now in the Triple Six Club, the Mark of the Beast. Anyway, look, uh, thanks for supporting the show. You're cool. And uh, check out this tune. This is Stephen Q. Beats with What Is This?
And that was What Is This by Stephen Q. Beats from the album Since the Beginning. Synth, fuck, I can't even. Since the Beginning. Since the Beginning. <laughs> you know, like the word beyond synth, except it's synths, which is a tough thing to say. Since the Beginning in brackets, the left, what is this, the leftovers? The leftovers. I guess he must have had a whole bunch of tracks left over from when he did the other album, and, and that was one of them, so that was fun. And uh, and that was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. The kings of the Pattersons, Mr. Chris Dance, cool guy extraordinaire, Mr. Mike Shima, top of the morning to ya, and of course, mystery donor... <laughs> Hope you're all doing okay. So I'm recording this, I guess, the next day after they did uh, the Book of Boba Fett, Chapter 5, a.k.a. an episode of The Mandalorian. (laughs) That show is a mess. I don't know what to say. I know there's some of you who like it out there, and I... I mean, it's not horrible, but I don't think it's been properly thought out. Because yesterday's episode was the best one of the series, and Boba Fett wasn't in it, and it wasn't an episode of the Boba Fett show. I mean, we can all agree on that, right? That they literally just put an episode of a different program in the middle of this show? In what way could that episode possibly be considered a chapter in the book of Boba Fett? (laughs) Like, it's ridiculous. It was a cool episode, though. I like that one. Anyway, I got a letter here from Slade. He says, Hello, Andy. Thanks for the latest shout-out you made. I'm still catching up on things, but I do listen to your podcast on a regular basis. I was wondering if you could play a boy harsher track. Jay Matthews, the singer, has a mesmerizing voice, and the synth is fitting any dark synth episode you would create. Anyway, if you happen to interview them, as well as to review their work, that would be great to listen to. Both you and the band chatting about hobbies, and of course, Goldeneye. The track I had in mind was Country Girl from the very album. Boy Harsher made some video clips, too, if you're interested. Thanks for reading, and much love from France, Slade. Ah, that's why you called them video clips. I was like, the English is pretty good in this, but uh, video clips was the giveaway that you are French. Les video clips. So, uh, yeah, man. Well, I don't know if I have a Dark Synth episode coming up anytime soon, so how about I just play that track now? And yeah, it'd probably be cool to talk to uh, Boy Harsher on the show, but to be honest with you, they've got a pretty big following. And you know me, I don't like dealing with managers and agents and stuff like that, and so I just prefer to, like, message people, like, on their inboxes or whatever and talk directly to the artists, and whenever I have to deal with an intermediary, it's always a frustrating thing, so don't hold your breath on that. But in the meantime, I will play this song for you, Slade, because you are a cool guy. And, uh, of course, this is brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the Kroner Club. We got Emil and Hampus ML, and with the 5666, it's Mike Erdahl, and with the 50, Tim Carl the Golden Boner, a.k.a. the guy who made the Cisco Hold music. You know, I saw an Instagram post just yesterday where people were playing the Cisco Hold music, and I'm looking in the comments going like, did anybody mention that it was made by Tim Carlton? Anyways, listen to this. Uh, this is Boy Harsher with the track Country Girl.
And that was Country Girl by Boy Harsher from the album Country Girl Uncut. That, of course, was a recommendation from Slade, awesome Patreon supporter, and it was also brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters, like Jacob Wick, my semi-sonic friend, and City Hunter, the coolest guy in town. I got a letter here from Tetsuya Miwa. He says... Hey Andy, Happy New Year! Thank you for the birthday shout-out. No, I didn't know Wikipedia was founded on January 15th. Thank you for continuing to produce entertaining content and bringing me joy. I really appreciate the effort you put in editing two-plus hours episodes. Can't be easy. I live for the random stuff you talk about, like your distaste for Adobe subscription. I look forward to listening to more great episodes in 2022 and beyond. Tetsuya Miwa. Well, thank you. And we will have to do uh, birthdays shortly. But I have to admit, I I wanted Mike to make a new jingle this year, but uh, Mike has been a little under the weather for the past few weeks, so he has not produced it. Maybe I should just make a jingle myself. (laughs) Does anyone want to hear me sing Happy Birthday with Auto-Tune? You probably don't. Yeah, but whatever. Let's listen to another track. I got one here from Woves. I think that's how you say that. W-O-V-E-S. Woves. It's called Release. Uh, It's brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters with the 3333, it's Retro Serenade. With the 33, it's Mr. Magoo Samurai. And with the 3232, it's Brendan Decker. I like saying all your names. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, I hope you like this. This is Woves with the track Release. Thank you. 
And that was Release by Woves from the album Chaos Mesa. And that was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. There's Hugh Hefner with the 2666. And in the $25 club, we got Clint Dowling, A Star Apart, Alex Ellickson, and Blake Peterson. So how about we do uh, some birthdays? Okay, I'll play the damn jingle, but I still want Mike to make me a new one. So we got two birthdays on January 29th. That's right. We got Edward Knights and we got Mike Bailey. That's right. Both of you have birthdays on the same day. And I believe both of you sent me emails reminding me. (laughs) Did you both think I was going to forget? See, look, you guys got so much in common. You've got birthdays on the same day, and you both can't count on me to remember. Because I got one here, Edward Knights. He says, hey, dude, hope you're well. It's my birthday on the 29th of January. Not sure if I needed to send a reminder. (laughs) Ha ha. Also, my latest album was out last month. Link here, The Naked Flame. I'll see if I can get a free copy to you somehow. The show is better thank ever. Thanks again. I think he means better than ever. I don't mind taking two thanks. I'm fine with that. Well, here, I'll click on your link here. Naked Flame at Bandcamp. Disconnection by the Naked Flame. It's a 15-track album. Well, yeah, man, feel free to send it to me. I, I will listen to it. How about that? <laughs> And I see there's a picture. Is that you? Sort of done in that sort of portraiture with the pink and blue lines running through it. Hey, I want a picture of me that looks like that. Just saying. Anyways, uh, anyway, look, happy birthday, man. I will listen to your album, Disconnection. If you're listening to the show right now, go check it out. TheNakedFlame.Bandcamp.com. Big old album there. And of course, happy birthday to Mike Bailey, who also sent me a message. He says, Andy, I meant to say happy birthday and welcome you to the 4-0 Club. Because I turned 40. Which I remember happened just as you were pulling together a mammoth three-hour episode. Well done, by the way. It was brilliant. So belatedly, happy birthday. Well, thank you, Mike Bailey. I will soon be transitioning into Club 41 on the 29th. I hear you get even more gray hair then. Wish me luck. Best wishes, Mike Bailey. Well, happy birthday to you, Mike Bailey. You see, you guys didn't need to remind me because I've got a chart that I made last year. So, uh, happy birthday to you, but uh, happy birthday and happy 41st. I don't know how old Edward Knights is, but uh, hope you're younger than that old bastard Mike Bailey, am I right? Anyway, of course, thank you guys for being awesome supporters of the show, and happy birthday to you both. Now, let's listen to some music. I got one here from AWITW, some classic synthwave vibes from the album Sunset Driver, brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $25 Club. Did I say Blake Peterson already? How about Cargo Cult Luau, Eurobeat Intensifies, Honeybeard, Jimmy the Hut, and Mr. Joey Richards? I hope uh, y'all like cool songs because this is uh, AWITW with Sunset Driver.
And that was Sunset Driver by A-W-I-T-W from the album Sunset Driver, which makes that the titular Sunset Driver. And it was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $25 club like Johnny Five, Kempson, Kenjuru, and Marantha. I hope you are doing okay. And we're back. This is Beyond Synth, the best synthwave chat show there is. We will be chatting with Cat Bear in just a bit. I kind of want to do more live streams on Instagram. It's easier than doing the Twitch stuff. I'm going to get myself a little adapter so I can plug my microphone directly into my phone. I did one last week for about an hour and a half, and it was kind of fun. I might start doing a few more of those impromptu, maybe get some guests to hop on and have little fun chats and stuff. We were listening to the playlist. I think I organized all the songs and we played all the songs that are called Tonight, (laughs) which is the thing I've always wanted to do on this show. To be fair, a lot of the songs called Tonight in and around the synthwave scene are actually pretty good songs. Obviously, Look Cassettes Tonight is, is my personal favorite, but to be honest with you, I really like the Alphabet Zero song Tonight. I'm blanking on all the other ones now, but there's a whole bunch of other ones that are really good. So yeah, so I'm going to I'm going to go on Amazon and order it. A little adapter and then hopefully I can do uh, more of those because that's always fun to do. I found with Twitch there's still a lot of setup you have to do because I don't have a proper office. So I don't have like the video camera set up and my video game console ready to be fed into the computer and then all the switching back and forth. I much prefer just putting my phone in a tripod and turning a light on and then just hitting go. That's more my style, I think. So it'd be fun to do that and maybe have like a proper microphone and stuff so I can do it properly. That'd be exciting. Anyways, let's listen to some more music. I got one here. This is an interesting one from Catherine Alley. Again, like I said, this week I sort of was picking kind of songs that were a little bit different than some of the stuff I normally listen to on the show, but I I really liked her vocals. I found them really interesting and they stood out to me every time the song was playing on the playlist. I forget. I think someone from a record label sent it to me. I don't even remember what the hell the label was called. (laughs) I deleted all my emails, so... It was like, there was so much clutter, and now I forget who sent me stuff. But anyways, uh, it's a neat song. It's brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $25 club. Like, Micathy, have you listened to the show yet? Am I saying your name properly? Is it Micathy or Micathy? You gotta let me know, because I'm gonna keep saying Micathy. And then there's Neverman, Restless Nights, Ross Bird, Techno Ben, and Slade. Whose birthday it was, right? And uh, I hope you dig this. This is uh, Catherine Alley with Pariah. You're 
by Catherine Alley from the Shadows Are Made of Light 2 EP. I'm not sure if the rest of her music sounds like that, but uh, you know me, I like any song that's got some synth stuff going on, and it's always nice to hear sort of vocals that are interesting, for lack of a better... <laughs> you know me, I'm, I'm terrible at actually explaining music stuff. Because obviously on this show, since we deal with music in and around the synthwave scene, there is a particular retro style of singing and song structure and stuff that we, we like to play on the show. But every so often I just, I hear some music where I'm like, well, that's kind of cool and interesting. So we'll play that. Wait, did I say that was brought to you by patrons? It was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. Forged in Neon with a 2049. Go follow her on Twitter. I think she, her last Twitter account got hacked or something and so she has to rebuild and uh, so if you were uh, following the Forged in Neon account before she has a new account and if I had planned to say that I would let you know what it was <laughs> just search for Forged in Neon and you'll find her because she's she's uh, that's all she tweets about now it's like uh, hey man I gotta rebuild my account so help her rebuild and of course in the $20 club there's Joshua Winter and Chatterack and uh, we have some more birthdays here. On January 31st, we got Stu Triple the M, awesome Patreon supporter. Happy birthday to you on January 31st. I'm looking at events on this day in history, and to be honest with you, not too much is going on. Let's just look here and find something interesting. In 1876, Charles becomes king of Italy. Just Charles? It must have been so easy back in the old days where you didn't even have to have a last name. <laughs> Just Charles. Yeah, I'll be king. Very Italian name, Charles. In 1928, Scotch tape was first marketed by the 3M company. Scotch tape. Does 3M still make Scotch tape? That sounds familiar. Hold on. You like how <laughs> I didn't look up Forged in Neon's Twitter account, but I am looking up <laughs> 3M Scotch tape? <laughs> Scotch brand. Since 1925, we have been experimenting, innovating, and inventing solutions to everyday problems, but it all started with tape. Whether you're mounting, moving, mending, storing, or decorating, we've got a tape uniquely designed to help you stick two and two together. Scotch brand tape. Well, look at that. Hey, this one's for you nerds. In 1997, Final Fantasy VII is released by Square and Sony Computer Entertainment to PlayStation. That's a big deal. 
People still love that game. You know, I've never played through that whole game. I only played Disc 1. Maybe I'll play the whole thing when they they do the complete Final Fantasy VII Remake. But until that day... Anyway, look, what am I doing? Was this a birthday announcement? (laughs) What is happening? It was, yes, Stu M. Happy birthday, Stu M. January 31st. All right, let's listen to uh, (laughs) some more music. I got one here from Power Rob featuring Elevate the Sky. And it's uh, brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. There's Waylon Kasky Geospatial with a 1988. And with a 1986, it's Toots. And in the 1985 club. The Buchelman Sisters, Sarah and Rachel. So check this out. This is Power Rub and Elevate the Sky with Gloria.
And that was Gloria by Power Rob and Elevate the Sky from the album Monster Man. And it was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. With the 1555, it's Gene Creamer Private Eye. And then, of course, there's Mads Baron Christensen. And we will never forget the immortal Chris Celia Lane. Do we have another birthday? We'll be chatting with Cat Bear in just a sec. I think we're going to do another birthday, play a song, and then we'll talk to Cat Bear. So on February the 1st, a very happy birthday to Thomas Berg. That's right, awesome patron Thomas Berg on February the 1st. And I can't find anything good. You know, whenever I click on these things and I look for events... You know, historic events that happen on this day. And it's usually just a list of war and death and stuff. And I'm always just looking for a fun one. You know, like uh, the company 3M invents scotch tape or something, you know? What do we got here? In 1991, American writer John Grisham publishes his second novel, The Firm. And then in brackets, best-selling novel of the year. Has anyone ever watched the film The Firm? How about you, Thomas Berg? Have you watched The Firm by John Grisham? By John Grisham? In 1972, the first scientific handheld calculator, the HP 35, is introduced at a cost of $395. I wonder what that is with inflation. What do you suppose $395.1972 are worth now? I've never actually understood how to calculate inflation, so we're not going to get an answer. In 1958, the first U.S. satellite, Explorer 1, is launched. Now they just launch satellites every day. In 1957, Felix Wankel's first working prototype, the DKM-54 of the of the rotary Wankel engine, was <laughs> what the fuck is a Wankel engine? <laughs> All right, look, you know I'm not mature. I'm only 40 years old. You think I can look at a story about a guy called Felix Wankel and just sit here with a serious look on my face? Inventor of the rotary Wankel engine? (laughs) All right, fuck. Okay, what is a Wankel engine? The Wankel engine is a type of internal combustion engine using an eccentric rotary design to convert pressure into rotating motion. The engine is commonly referred to as a rotary engine, although this name is also applied to other completely different designs, including both ones with pistons and pistonless rotary engines. So remember, Thomas Berg, on your birthday, to always commemorate the Wankel engine. Now let's listen to another song, and then we will chat with Cat Bear. So I got one here from Undercover, featuring Eyes Keen. This is Control.
And that was Control by Undercover featuring Eyes Keen. Another interesting one. We're playing lots of interesting tracks this week. So I hope you enjoy that. And now let's go chat with Cat Bear. All right. Well, look, I am here right now with Cat Bear, Zoe and Sarah. Uh, hello to you both. Hello. Hello. So I should let the audience know you are both recording from separate locations right now. We are, yeah. Yes. Hopefully that will work out okay. We're not that far. We're only about 20 minutes on the train, but we didn't make that effort. (laughs) 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 Yeah, yeah, you know, I only saw you a few days ago. It's enough. (laughs) But is that mainly how you guys operate or do you like to like jam together or do you prefer like to... You know, just send files across to each other instead of taking the train? We do a bit of both, I think. We had a a bit of a deadline a while ago when we were recording a track and we ended up sending files over, you know, emails and phones and things. And that was kind of fun and (laughs) stressful. (laughs) So sometimes that happens. um, We've recorded, uh, I think, at least one of our singles in lockdown, so we weren't allowed to see each other. So um, that was definitely a bit of like handing over equipment and <laughs> files at the distance with masks on and things like that. Right. Yeah, and singing in my wardrobe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that's fine, though. I think that's something we're all yeah. used to. I don't have a proper recording studio. I'm just in the corner of the living room, so... Yeah, we just make do, you know. It's just the modern way. But, you know, I think it sounds kind of nice sometimes to not be in a real big expensive recording studio it sounds a bit more real i think yeah but wouldn't it be so cool they have all those knobs you know when you go to like a a big studio and they have all the levers and knobs and the things like there's like a hundred different tracks yeah that's true i do have a few pieces of equipment that have knobs on that i never actually plug in just so it looks good yeah well it's more fun like it's it's fun to tweak knobs and stuff but at the end of the day, I feel like we, we do most of the stuff in the computer now anyways. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to go to Abbey Road, but who's, who's got the funds for that? <laughs> Plus, you got to take the train. <laughs> yeah, we, we've learned today how much of a hassle that is, right? So <laughs> let's get to know the pair of you here. So let's start with Sarah. Who is Sarah? <laughs> um, who am I? That's a big question. Hmm. Um, wow, I... Um, um, maybe bear I don't know we've never really agreed on that but <laughs> sometimes people ask us if we're like one or the other so if I was going to pick one I'd probably go you're cuter oh thanks yeah it's true um, <laughs> wait, wait are we establishing here that bears are cuter than cats yeah mm, that's a tough one I think it depends on the kind of bear yeah yeah <laughs> uh, yeah I mean I guess bear cubs right I don't know yeah I mean they're pretty cute yeah so yeah, that that would be me. Um, I'm yeah, ha- half of half of Cat Bear, um, working, living in London, um, not too far from Zoe, and sort of by day do a very much a non-related music job, but by night and by weekend enjoy listening, going to gigs, watching, playing music. When you say non-related music job, mm. do you mean a job that is not related to music or a music job that is not related to the music you do? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> a, a, a job that is not related to music. Right, okay. Do your co-workers yeah. know that you make music? Um. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they, they think I just have this real sort of, um, I suppose, almost secret 
rock and roll life, um, which is quite cool, really. <laughs> yeah, they they do know and they love they love when they do releases and stuff. In fact, just the last time we, the last single we brought out, um, my my team made a cake and brought it in and we celebrated. <laughs> um, you know, it's really rock and roll. But yeah, they do. It's it's quite nice, and they lots of them have been to gigs in, in the past when we uh, used to play uh, live. Do you work in like a cool place? Um, <laughs> are they cool coworkers, or are they like is this like a nerd thing where like you're doing numbers and stuff, and you're the coolest one there because you're a musician? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be hard to be the coolest one. I work in healthcare, to be honest. Okay, I work in a, a hospital, so there's lots of people with obviously other hobbies and things, but I definitely would be the coolest. I'd say. Do you work in a stressful part of the hospital or like <laughs> an administrative part of the hospital? Uh, yeah, fairly stressful. I work in like the A, the A and E. Well, I suppose also like the emergency department. In the, yeah, yeah, I work in probably the most stressful part actually, uh, particularly at the moment. But um, you know, certainly cat bear and music and everything is a big part of de-stressing for me, which is nice. That was always the thing that confused me because I would see some British TV because we had a show. I mean, I'm in Canada, but then I'd see like the you know in, in the states they had the show called ER for the longest time because it's emergency room. Oh, yeah. And then there was a British show called Casualty, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I remember That's going, like, why the fuck would they call a show Casualty? But that's just the word over there for the ER. It's the same thing. Oh yeah, yes, yeah. It is. Although no one, no one does use it. It's weird. But yeah, yeah that is like a very long-running TV show here. But no one really does call it that. But, Wait, yeah. so so AAE is the official word? A and E, yeah, accident and emergency. Yeah. Accident and emergency. Yeah. Or the emergency department. Okay, okay. I feel like it was casualty about twenty years ago, but it just kind of faded yeah. out. It has. It's, <laughs> we've got a bit more Americanized, you know, much like lots of things. <laughs> yeah. We should, um, you can actually see Sarah in action on an episode of what's it called? Twenty four <laughs> hours on me. You actually you did feature on that TV show, didn't you? Yeah. Wait, did they bring cameras into the hospital? Yeah. Well, they're like a lot of, um, you know, they're sort of mounted on the wall and like kind of microphones coming out the ceiling. There's sort of quite little actual camera people walking around because that I think would create a bit of chaos. But yeah, it's quite a big, um, quite a big thing over here, actually. <laughs> the series is not me, but Wait, the do, do- <laughs> <laughs> so I've had friends who work in, in reality TV like over here and they pretty much just embellish everything. Yeah. Is, is that show you're talking about? Like, do they do the same thing? where they like try and make things sound bigger or do they try and portray it in a realistic way um yeah i mean it's 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 more about the story yeah i'd say than facts probably um it's a lot of you know chatting to the the people that you're watching the the patients and things and their story and their family but it's a bit of both i suppose yeah it is obviously filmed just in real time and so you know i guess you get some of the real what goes on day to day but yeah it is a bit sort of dramatized and a bit like oh what's going to happen to them you know (laughs) But they don't. They don't do anything. Like some guy comes down and goes, "Like, can you say that again?" But no, no. Change the the line a bit. Like, they didn't do any of that. Uh, no, just patch them back up again. Then yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, I'm sure they've caught quite a lot of things. I mean, I definitely, you know, you just wear your mic all day, so then you know, you'd go and get a sandwich or whatever. Um, that's all been recorded. So, <laughs> um, I imagine the sandwich eating didn't make it into the final cut, though. No, I know. Like, I don't know why, because I think there would be some great outtakes. But um, no, it's all it's all kind of live, live in inverted commas. But yeah, check it out. You know, (laughs) (laughs) what was your episode? What happened in the one you were in? I mean, it was years ago. To be honest, Um, I I just was uh, helping a lady fit on a um, brace on her leg because she's broken her leg. It was like literally like five seconds. 
<laughs> it could be worse, right? You could have like those weird embarrassing things where the doctor's got to walk in and show the thing he pulled out of somebody because they shoved something up themselves or whatever. Like, oh, yeah. Putting a brace on someone seems nice and quaint. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it was uh, pretty harmless, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to talk about this for the rest of the show, by yeah, the way. Yeah, sure. You're great. No problem. It's easy for me. <laughs> Do you have any health problems? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you want to ask about? Or? No, I think I'm okay right now. Good. You know what's actually helped? I started drinking water with just a bit of lemon in it. Like, we just slice up some lemons mm-hmm. and put it in the water and put it in the fridge. Nice. And yes. I think it's really sort of like uh, balanced my pH levels. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. I, I sleep better. Because uh, I, I would wake up with sometimes like, uh, you know, when you eat like a lot of junk food, you know, you get like acid indigestion and stuff. Mm. So this lemon water sure is, uh, it's done the trick. Wow, brilliant. That's mm. great. Yeah, so you can just give that to all your patients instead of actual medicine and see what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. I'll suggest that yeah. see how it goes down. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, look, how about this? Let's listen to a song <laughs> yeah. and then when we come back, we'll we'll get to know Zoe okay. and see if she also works in a hospital. So I <laughs> I want to listen to the track into the light which is a cool song Fantastic. and then uh, and then we'll be back so this is into the light by cat bear
And that was Into the Light by Cat Bear. And I'm here right now with Cat Bear, Zoe and Sarah. And we just got to know Sarah, famous TV star <laughs> of the show, Incidents at the A&E. What the hell is the show called? Yeah, 24 Hours in A&E. That, yeah. <laughs> 24 Hours in the A&E. Yeah. Is it still a show that goes on? Is it one of those like staples of TV yeah. where it's just always being yeah. made? Or? Yeah. Yeah. A, yeah, it's definitely. People love it. <laughs> well, that's very exciting. I, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, is this, I don't know if that was a question or a statement on my part. But. Anyway, look, let's get to know Zoe now. Who is Zoe? Wow, that is such a big question. Mm. (laughs) I can see why you might have felt a bit overwhelmed there, Sarah. Yeah, I'm the kind of... I used to be the guitarist. I think I still am the guitarist of Catbear. And I do maybe a bit more singing than Sarah, but Sarah also sings. And I do most of the production on Catbear. And... I I love being in Cat Bear, but I do other stuff. I release music solo as well. That's a bit more singer songwritery, and under various little different names. Um, I mean, do you want me to talk about what I do outside of Cat Bear a bit more? Well, we got lots of time. We've only been talking for like ten minutes. <laughs> we can talk about all sorts of things um, unless I get bored, and then I'll cut the interview off here. Just just cut in if it gets boring. Um, <laughs> I do a music job that's outside of Cat Bear that is music as well as doing very much related things to Cat Bear so Cat Bear takes up some time and producing other types of music takes up other time and I also teach production and I run a music and mental health program and yeah that kind of stuff really it's all kind of intermingled and I'm never quite sure what I'm doing hour to hour and yeah I live also in London and uh, absolutely love it but I feel like I've had a lot more contact since lockdown with uh, America so I feel like that would be a really nice place to visit that's not what I do in the day though sorry I did go off on a tangent there (laughs) (laughs) so for your other sort of projects then is Cat Bear the more electronic one yeah yeah Cat Bear's the yeah definitely we started life as a kind of indie rock band and we were called Cat Bear Tree and yeah we used to play live a lot and it was very much Sarah on the drums me on the guitar and we had a bass player and three-part harmonies and kind of quite punky music but quite melodic as well so we did that for quite a few years and released a couple of EPs but then when our bass player left we just kind of reassessed what is cat bear tree well we didn't we kind of chopped off the tree mm-hmm. and that's, that sounds rude so, <laughs> so the bass player was the stump in this metaphor what's going on <laughs> the bass player is quite small actually so <laughs> we weren't named after ourselves it, it was it's actually a new i don't know why this came about but there was a new story that i must have come across at some point or one of us did about a cat that had chased a bear up a tree in Canada. Mm. And for some reason, we called our band Cat Bear Tree. And then, yeah, we were then down to a duo. So it became Cat Bear. And it was kind of around the time that I started doing a lot more producing at home in my home studio, which probably wasn't even a home studio. You couldn't even call it that. And I really wanted to carry on making music with Sarah still. So um, I made our first single. Well, I started our first single, Beast of the Night, and I begged Sarah to still make music with me. And she said, yes, 
<laughs> and uh, it's gone from there, really. And we've uh, made like seven or eight songs now. And um, yeah, and it's just, I guess it just kind of retreated into more of a an adult home studio space rather than a kind of dirty late night rehearsal studio vibe where we used to love hanging out in our rehearsal studio and and going out and doing lots of gigs but I guess we got a little bit more comfortable (laughs) we like making tea and drinking water with lemons in like you yeah Yeah, I hope if you take anything from this conversation it's my love of lemon water which is just actually (laughs) as of last week I can't even really define my character on it yet but I'm a pretty uninteresting Mm -hmm. guy so I might just always tell people this all the time as like my most interesting feature (laughs) wait when the bass player left did you have the conversation like are we going to be like cat bear or bear tree or cat tree (laughs) like did that conversation happen Uh, i don't know if we did did we I don't know. I, not straight away. I, yeah, I don't know. Not straight away. We um no. we sort of didn't do anything for a little while, did we? And we had a bit of a break, and we sort of looked at finding another bass player, I guess, didn't we, for a little oh, while? Yeah. We, yeah, we thought we might continue as Cat Bear Tree. Like we weren't, you know, necessarily quite done yet. But then that didn't happen. I guess it didn't. Work. <laughs> I don't know how we then just chopped off the tree, literally. From <laughs> <laughs> Are you still friendly with the tree, or was this like was this an amicable thing? Or I guess not. We 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 don't see each other. Okay, no. Well, it sounds like you two don't even see each other. This twenty minute train ride. (laughs) We do. We do. do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it sounds like we do everything from a distance. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We actually saw each other on Friday not long ago. Yeah, we do see each other pretty often. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it just, I don't know why this happened, why the sound came out like it did, but this just kind of, (laughs) this happened. I don't even know where it came from. But yeah, I think when I very first started making that first song, I had no idea what the sound would be. And I still kind of am a little bit confused. I'm always happy if people can give us some sound alikes or genre kind of suggestions because I feel like we've got this synthwave vibe and then we've got this kind of synth pop vibe but maybe a bit of an indie vibe and I'm never quite sure well I'm uh, the wrong guy to ask so for me I just love I love anything that has like sort of synth aspect to it so I I like all all types of music and I settled on this sort of synthwave because when this genre first started Uh, it's very sort of like instrumental and cinematic and I like that because I make videos and stuff and so I find it inspiring and interesting like to listen to but definitely like since I started doing this show anyways it's sort of the word synthwave I think has taken on a new sort of meaning and that it sort of is it it more just describes this scene in in a way and there's so many different aspects to it like you'll have artists doing like horror music that's like inspired by movie scores and then you'll have artists who are doing full you know synth pop and synth funk and lots of uh, vocal arrangements and stuff like that and so it's all very different and there are some nerds like some purist nerds who are very specific about you know like not misusing the word but I don't care personally. Like I just like cool music, and I just like whenever there's some kind of electronic element in there. You know, mm, that sounds great. Yeah, I I agree with that. I think um, I feel like when I when we first started, like I think we released the first single three years ago. I was a bit worried. We don't necessarily care how cool we are at all, but I was kind of thinking, oh yeah, I love you know the eighty style. I love 
both kind of I don't know Time Cop 1983 kind of synth stuff but then I also love Madonna's synth pop Cyndi Lauper type you know and then also like Depeche Mode or Joy Divisional like all kinds of you know that kind of time is great but I kind of the 80s thing the 80s throwback thing I was worried that it was kind of waning but I actually feel like it's still people still really love retro synths and yeah there's loads of different like you say there's loads of different versions of it I feel like it's really nice to hear you say that that like synthwave is more of a kind of community rather than a well there are the purists I know yeah I mean um, it's again this is like I also like to make this as positive as possible because yes of course there's always going to be the every corner of every community on the internet that can have its fair share of morons right (laughs) and so you know in in every scene there's always those people who are like you know synthwave is this very specific thing where you use very specific sounds and have very specific BPM and to me it's just any kind of music that sort of evokes that nostalgia see some artists make music that we we call it 80s as we're listening to it but really it wouldn't have been made in the 80s but for some reason listening to it conjures that weird nostalgic feeling yeah i feel like um you know actually to make synth pop or whatever kind of music in the 80s you probably had to have like quite a lot of money to buy those synthesizers and recording gear whereas we have this amazing luxury now where we can kind of make it a much nicer higher sound quality so i feel like that's what's what can be quite attractive about it yeah and yeah you can take in other styles as well so and for me i think what i find compelling anyways about a lot of the music i've heard in this scene and you know around is uh, i just like the focus on sort of like melody like nice melodies and songs Mm. and stuff because i think in comparison to a lot of sort of modern popular music where the emphasis is more on like the beat and the rhythm and making like a thing that works as a catchy hook for TikTok videos and stuff (laughs) and not necessarily like what I liked about the music I was listening to growing up like even when it was a cheesy pop song on the radios in the 80s there was like a catchy hook to it you know there was a nice melody and so I feel like um, a lot of the artists in and around this scene are still sort of making music with an emphasis on like actually making catchy and, and nice melodies and stuff and that's what I like. Yeah, we love a good catchy melody. We love pop music. I love that. And speaking of cool music, let's listen to some more, all right? Because I want to I listen to the track Only Desire yeah. by Cat Bear. And so we're going to do that right now, and then we'll be back. So this is uh, Only Desire by Cat Bear.
And that was Only Desire by Cat Bear. I'm here right now with Cat Bear Zoe and Sarah talking about music production and the (laughs) A&E. And uh, wait, what was this thing, Zoe, you were talking about uh, music and mental health? Yeah, for quite a lot of time, I have quite a lot of years, I have worked more in the community music world rather than being a teacher, being more of a kind of facilitator of people's creativity. So whether it's like doing music in hospitals or in criminal justice settings or I kind of prefer to work in settings that were a bit more yeah music for well-being and things like that so yeah one of the things that I do is run a program for working with young people who are in some way affected by mental health challenges and I think probably all of us who love music know that it has some benefits and particularly actually being able to create your own music and express yourself can be an amazing outlet so that's a lot of the kind of stuff that I like doing um you know getting involved with teenagers helping them to write lyrics or make a beat or whatever it is trying to get them to listen to synth music but you know actually they probably just want to listen to drill and track yeah. <laughs> that's okay then what does that mean though like is there like a community center place where like do you bring an instrument or is there a place where those instruments are there and you are like a facilitator or a teacher kind of person like how, how does that work yeah a mix of things depending on the project um the this kind of program that i run has been going into inpatient adolescent mental health settings for the past few years we've got a recording studio in our we're kind of based it's a charity based in a community center and we have a basement studio and so yeah it's a, it's kind of a, a it's great to be able to be flexible and say well, what do you fancy doing and it might just be learning a bit of guitar it might be yeah learning a bit of music production or a lot of people start off by just kind of singing a version of their favorite song and having that recorded because that's kind of an exciting thing to do but it's nice if you get to the point where you can write your own song so I think probably because I grew up being someone who expressed my teenage angst into songs it makes me satisfied to see 
other people do that. Well, look at you guys with your noble jobs. <laughs> I just make this stupid internet radio show. Like, look what you guys are doing. That's great. No, no, it's amazing. I love your podcast. And like, yeah, what, you know, as you know, like it's so, I don't want to say difficult, but like as a, as a band, as an artist, it can be, you know, it can feel like it's a bit of a slog sometimes. And, you know, meeting people like you and, you know, having a nice old chat, it just makes the whole thing worthwhile and nice. So thank you for having your, you know, your platform. How did you guys meet? <laughs> oh. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I don't, I don't. I don't receive compliments well, so usually I just divert. Uh, no, yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was great. I wasn't expecting it. <laughs> yeah, we we change this answer every time, don't we? I think I don't even remember now. Um, Are you guys like the Joker? Do you like change the origin story uh, whenever people ask, or what? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, um, I remember I went to see. Zoe play as well her full name which is what she is her name but it's also her name as a musician her other uh, one of the other projects and I remember yes and, and then our bass player at the time was there and I think that was when I first met you and we started, started chatting about yeah. basically playing together or creating a bit of a some kind of you know all girl band which was still quite I suppose um, a, a rarity maybe yeah I think that was it, was it? Yeah, yeah that kind of thing. We probably had a casual jam and then it turned out we liked playing together. Yeah. It's quite natural, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. But then the sound that you are sort of exploring right now with Cat Bear, I mean, it sounds like Zoe sits down and says, oh, I just made this thing and sent it along to Sarah. So are you just along for the ride? Or are you like, hey, man, like I got some ideas too here. Like what's going on? Um, I'd say mainly the first option. Just go and stand outside Sarah's house and beg her to come and collaborate with me. And she's like, I'm very busy saving people's lives. Yeah. So maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, you know, I mean, yeah, um, Zoe is very much the, um, the main creator of Cat Bear um, and the music. But I guess I provide, obviously, an opinion on songs and add to them. And Zoe does like to take time over decisions, so I like to bring... <laughs> You're very important. <laughs> yeah. I bring clarity, hopefully, over different things we're not sure about. Yeah, the, the Cat Bear, I definitely wouldn't be able to be Cat Bear without your energy and contribution. It's I think just like Cat Bear Tree was a, like a different sound, but it, you know, it was different, like it was a magical thing that happened at that time. Just like this feels like it is and it's amazing how yeah going through the different phases how it just can feel like the whole kind of creative process is like it feels really based around our friendship and our like having fun and it's easy to kind of break it down and go okay who wrote that baseline but actually it just kind of feels quite fluid and just happens when it happens and uh Sarah, do you have like multiple pseudonyms like like Zoe does, or you just have the one? I, I do just have the one, pretty much, yeah. That we know. That we know of, absolutely. That you know. Yeah, I, I don't have any um, other, I'd say, full name versions of myself. <laughs> Wait, so what, what are all your like side things then, Zoe? I think the only public one. Ooh, secrets. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> my solo thing, Zoe Kona's. But I, yeah, I have a few things that I do where I make instrumental music and I have, yeah, I have a couple of kind of collaborative projects that are not really very, yeah, just, you know, that kind of thing. Mm. <laughs> not worth talking about. You know, when you're a musician, you have, you have to do things that are 
you know, maybe you don't want to associate with other things. Ooh, look at this, eh? That's the secret life of Zoe. This is what we're learning today. That sounds really secret. Yeah, I don't even know what she's talking about. (laughs) 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 I'm intrigued. (laughs) Wait, so Sarah, you played drums in the the other version. So is that something you still do or? Yeah, I do. Um, I guess, you know, it comes comes and goes in terms of how much um, and what for and kind of you know, if it's just me playing upstairs in our spare room or or with other friends. And um, I used to play like in other bands, obviously, as well. We sometimes do meet up or have jams and things like that. But yeah, I do still play, just not that often out and about at the moment. Was that your function in the other bands that you were in? Yeah, yeah. Drummer through and through. Was that just like, was that a thing you were always doing like as a kid or... Like, what was the um, drum yeah, interest? Yeah, I do, I do, yeah, it's odd, really. I, I mean, I, yeah, I do play other instruments and started on the keyboard, on the piano back in back in school. But weirdly, we had, like, uh, quite a, a good brass band in our, in our school, which had a drummer, oddly enough, like a full drum kit drummer. And I really just became quite obsessed with it, and I loved it. And I used to just keep asking if I could play the drums, even though I actually played a brass instrument at that time. A rock and roll, um, <laughs> and I started. Yeah, I started having lessons from the drummer of that band when I was maybe like nine or ten. Just you know, he used to come around. I mean, he was only like seventeen himself or something. So just used to come and like teach me a bit, and yeah, it kind of went from there. Just from school, I guess. And then you know, my brother was a guitarist or is is a guitarist, and so we used to play a lot just at home together. My parents were pretty um, relaxed about the noise. We're very lucky. Nice. Um, and my first band was actually with my brother and with another friend of ours who is, is a musician himself as well now. And then, yeah, kind of just carried on. Well, that's cool. See all of these, like, these rich musical histories. Yeah. I you were going to say, like, we're all just really rich. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well it's more, you know, sometimes I'll talk to someone who's just like, hey, I heard synthwave and sounded cool, so I thought I'd make a thing. And, like, that's like... <laughs> That's the history. Yeah. Well, look, how about this? Let's listen to Unrequited Love. Oh, really? And then we'll keep talking. I'm not sure how enthusiastic to be when you say names of our songs. <laughs> oh, so do you want me to, oh, you no. want me to do it? Yeah. The- oh, sorry. Here, hold on. <clears throat> and now we're going to listen to Unrequited Love by Cat Bear. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> I think I overdid it. <laughs>
was Unrequited Love by Cat Bear. And I'm here with Cat Bear right now. I put the emphasis on the bear that time. Nice. I'm, I'm going to try experiments. You say uh, Cat Bear like that. Cat Bear. Yeah. an English accent. <laughs> <laughs> I should emphasize bear more. Well, no, it's just like sometimes people have this thing, you know, you can take like two syllable words and uh, pronounce just one of the syllables and sometimes it just sounds odd. Yeah. Like, you know, when people talk about watching TV <laughs> and then I'll, I know some people who call it TV. Wow. Like they go TV like that. It's on the TV. And then like I say TV, like I put the emphasis on the V. This is all good stuff, by the way. Oh, I really want to just spend the rest of my week trying that out. Yeah. Yeah. So you can see we can go, We're, we are Cat Bear. <laughs> or we are Cat Bear. Cat Bear. I mean, it does sound like a completely different word. Anyway, look, the point is, we're here right now, all right? Sarah, you were talking about learning different instruments in school, but that it wasn't like an art school, right? Like, was it just a regular school situation? Yeah, no, it's just a, it was just a standard school, but we did have, I guess we were very lucky to have quite a lot of bands and things and equipment, I suppose, which was probably a rarity in the, in the 90s. <laughs> um, you know, yeah, but it wasn't a musical. It was just, it was just a standard, standard school. But it sounds like you had some great memories. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I did. I, we went, you know, we used to tour even as like a school band, you know. I remember being in the, in Italy at like 11. And you what? You like drink then in Europe when wow. you were like 13. <laughs> Yes. So um, there'll be, you know, a few, few drinks and like, yeah, I mean, we toured around Switzerland, around What? Italy, oh, hold on, okay. Yeah. Maybe I'm confused about this. I know. It sounds confusing. <laughs> Why did the school band tour? What? I don't know. I think I say some, we used to just do concerts abroad in like bandstands or in even in pubs in like, I don't know. We had a really inspiring like band leader guy who was just i know it was like his life i suppose obviously and he would like get a bunch of parents to like get involved and come along and take us like around europe and play and it was awesome so it was like some of the best memories wow of my life probably it was so fun i'm I mean, just trying to figure this out <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so so like you would be in another country mm. and you would go to a place to play music and they'd be like and now this School band from England. Like, what, <laughs> yeah, what, no, what yeah. did they tell the crowd? Like, yeah, well, yeah, we were called the Tour Youth Band. That was it. But it was like ranging, I guess, sort of up. To, you know, kids were sort of up to like eighteen, so from like age eleven or so up to eighteen. But we wouldn't play, I suppose, like classical music. We'd be playing more like TV theme tunes or like kind of wow. pop songs. Even like it was kind of, I suppose, quite forward thinking at that time is this like a legacy thing where it's like this school has this band and you can like be part of it and they're always doing a tour and like you sort of you join it and like members who uh who graduate from school like they're not in it anymore but then they get a few new members and it keeps going yeah yeah it would be like that yeah okay that's amazing i wish i went to that school yeah that makes a bit more I know, sense it was so lucky really yeah it was it was great yeah, we've had a lot of funding cuts in the uk since then yeah now the music program they just go outside in the back next to the homeless people <laughs> and just like slam garbage cans because that's all they can do oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the sad yeah. state of affairs with all the arts cuts yeah i know definitely I, know, right? that. I was actually given my brass instrument like given it it's mad, isn't it? Wow. What did you play? Trumpet? Trombone? Uh, French horn? No, actually none of those. I, I played the E-flat tenor horn. Oh my gosh. Huh. I'm learning so much. Yeah. I'm not sure I know what that is. It's like um, a school of euphonium. Do you know what a euphonium is? <laughs> 
Yes. Uh, maybe? No. Um, no. Well, you know, it's an upright horn. I don't know how else you could explain it. I mean, I can tell. Hold on here. I got the internet in front of me. Let's see. Yeah, here. there you go. Tenor, tenor horn, but E flat tenor horn. For some reason, decided to stay with E flat and then E flat tenor. tenor horn. Boom. <laughs> Have you still got it? No, I don't actually. No. That's a shame. Here we are. The tenor horn is a brass instrument in the sax horn family and is usually pitched in E flat. It has a bore that is mostly conical, like the flugel horn and baritone horn, and normally uses a deep cornet-like mouthpiece. So there you go. That's a brilliant definition. Yeah, that's it. Thank you, Wikipedia. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I haven't really brought any uh, of those things into Cat Bear, but maybe we should. Yeah. Well, yeah, this is the idea. We could definitely incorporate that. Just do some synth trumpet, man. This uh, That's very retro. Yeah. That's true, yeah. How about you? Do you play any brass instruments? Uh, you know what? Actually, no... <laughs> When I was in public school, I did play trumpet. Trumpet was the instrument I played, but we didn't have a traveling band that went to Italy. It was more like, uh, hey, did you practice? Nope. <laughs> that was it. Didn't have any tenor horns either. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, we didn't. Uh, we weren't a fancy school. I think we, were <laughs> we, did, we didn't get given our trumpets. We had to use the ones that were used, but we'd have to clean out the, uh, the mouthpieces. Gross. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember those days. <laughs> <laughs> Our school music class wasn't cool at all. Like, compared to other schools I saw where a kid got to play guitar and they had, like, a full drum kit and stuff. And in our music class, it was, like, a few trumpets, French horns, some flutes, a clarinet, maybe a trombone. Just playing Mary Had a Little Lamb. Like, it was lame. Yeah. But it led to where you are now. I'm not yeah. sure that it did. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, trying to make a link there, but well, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to big me up. I know I'm a silly man. Uh, that's I was okay. looking for you to fill in the gaps between Mary had a little lamb and the Beyonce cover. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny thinking back now, but I couldn't imagine going on a tour. I mean, that just seems crazy. Like just to organize. M- mind you, though, would the kids in the music class be? harder to wrangle or easier to wrangle in just a regular class trip mm. you know when we have like a class trip of like the 13 year olds or whatever and like they always want to run around and do stupid things but maybe the mm. maybe the music students are more um diligence not the word i'm looking for more response maybe is that the word <laughs> i don't know i'm not sure that was the case but <laughs> was that the first thing you guys did you go to italy and find out wait we can drink here <laughs> yeah that was a lot of um yeah <laughs> a lot of fun but <laughs> probably a lot of you know being sick and things and parents trying to control that hold on i think i'm getting a i'm getting a call from one of those like scam things i think oh put them on hello Thank you for choosing Hilton Hotels. Oh. I'd like to inform oh. you that thanks to the Friends and Family Rewards Program, mm-hmm. your membership was drawn to receive a complimentary stay. Uh, oh. For further details, press 1 now. Fuck you. <laughs> and hang <laughs> And block number. Aww. Well, I guess I will not be staying at the Hilton Hotel. What a shame. Yeah. <laughs> I had seriously get called three times a day from crap, like just junk. Oh, on your mobile? Yeah. God. And I think we even have, we even have like in Canada that whole put your name on the do not call list or whatever. And I don't think, I feel like that just puts you on a list 
that they just know your number now. Like, I feel like this puts you on a different list. You might be right. I feel like I've heard of quite a few people getting, like, maybe older people getting scammed recently that I know. Yeah, you, you got to be diligent. There's some awesome YouTube channels, though, of people who, like, uh, mess with the scammers. Oh, great. And it's it's always fascinating. There's people who know how to, like, to reverse hack the scammer. Like, cause right. what they do is, like, they, you know, they always, like, scare old people who don't understand what's going on, and then they get them to install some software on their computer, <laughs> and then they start controlling their computer computer from within and then there's these people who know how to like flip that and then they hack into the the hacker's computer and then they can like see what they're doing and stuff and it's satisfying if you like justice yeah sounds good to me You should sample their voices. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you what sounds good to me, though, is cool music. <laughs> and uh, there's a track I like called Love and War by Cat Bear. And uh, we're going to listen to that right now.
And that was Love and War by Cat Bear. <laughs> and I'm here right now with Cat Bear, Zoe, and Sarah. And we are uh, talking about going to Italy and getting drunk and uh, playing the E-flat tenor horn. Is that correct? <laughs> yes, right, yeah. Yes. So as far as Cat Bear is concerned then, who's who's writing the lyrics? I guess that's probably me, Zoe. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well what comes first for you is it the is it the music or the lyrics do you write poems and go oh i can put this poem to a tune or do you have to hear the bass line and the chord progression yeah. and go yeah. i'm feeling this interestingly i feel like cat bear um is the first band or artist that i've been in where i just hear whole songs which sounds <laughs> ridiculous I just hear like a whole, maybe like a whole verse or a whole verse and chorus, and I can kind of hear the whole production and in my head. And usually, there's some words going on in that as well. And in fact, Love and War, I think, was very much like that. I can remember I was on a train uh, into the centre of London, and I just ha- I heard a lot of it. And yeah, so it's kind of like trying to put that in a voice recorder on your phone. It's quite difficult because you've got to do the little melodies and the words and get some funny looks so mm. that's that's kind of a weird thing i kind of hear songs um i often get inspired by other songs as well i think the only song that i've sat down and gone i'm gonna write a song today for cat bear was only desire where i just really wanted us to have a song that had a chorus without words and i think i was really thinking about that m83 song what's that song called midnight city is it maybe i don't know i just really wanted i like the idea that of a chorus that didn't have any words i did end up putting some words i need to lie in there but yeah i just thought that that would be good to have a chorus without words but other than that they just all kind of flow out and it's usually just some kind of either self juxtaposed situation like i want to go out but i can't be bothered to go out or i love you but i hate you or I kind of like thinking about you even though you're awful waste of space or <laughs> unrequited love or something like that. There's just usually a bit of tension there. In a really lovely candy melody, a kind of angsty lyric and a nice pretty melody. <laughs> I know when I was growing up, I used to listen to like the Bee Gees yeah. and their stuff before they went disco. And it was always these like... These really like nice upbeat songs with like these vocal harmonies, but then the lyrics were always incredibly depressing. Oh, yeah, I love a bit of that kind of thing. Sad songs and happy, happy lyrics, or vice versa. Well, then it's good you hear the whole song in your head first, because yeah. what happens if you like write a happy melody and then follow it up with happy lyrics? You're going to be like, no, that's wrong. Like I need to, <laughs> I need to put this in a minor key. <laughs> it is actually quite difficult to decide to write a happy song anyway. I guess. Um, <laughs> No, happy lyrics never sound good, do they? Mm. <laughs> I'm really happy. So yeah, there's probably never going to be a happy cat bear song, but the melodies sound quite happy, I think. <laughs> I don't know. But does uh, Sarah, do you have like veto power? If she like, if, if Zoe comes to you and has like, here's this cool song about like eating ice cream and you're like, nope, not doing that one. <laughs> It'd probably be the opposite. I, I would love a happy song, but I know it won't ever happen. <laughs> There was an abandoned song this year that I um, remember you recorded some yeah. vocals. Yeah, I know, yeah. Song, wasn't it? Yeah. That was a happy song, and I really, it was my favourite. <laughs> <laughs> Where's that one? It's not going to make the cut. Uh, Maybe one day. You never Maybe, know. Maybe, yeah. I feel like you always have like a really 
the vocal line that like sticks in my head usually comes from you, Sarah. It's quality, isn't it? Not quantity. Quality. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, so then is the majority of the, the production set up then at your place? Yeah. Zoe? So like what goes on at Sarah's house? Do you just sit there and wait for the files or do you do you also do like recording stuff over there? Or is it more like if we're going to start laying stuff down, I'm going to take the train, that <laughs> yeah. dreaded 20-minute ride. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. When we're allowed to be in the same room, then, yeah, I would I would go to uh, to Zoe's so that we can uh, do do stuff together, obviously. But, yeah, when we when we were not allowed, it was doing stuff here, but I, I don't have a studio, so, we, yeah, we had to make do as much as we could and uh, be a bit creative in that way and send and receive what we could online. Like, you guys have played live as Cat Bear, right? Oh, have we? <laughs> well, we have, but <laughs> really, yeah, we have, but not really. Mm. It's tricky. We have, we've definitely had quite a few offers, and it feels like actually properly doing it. We kind of don't know how it would sound. <laughs> yeah. How many other band members might we need, or can we manage without? Um, there's all these questions. Whenever we start thinking about it, it makes our brains frazzle. Yeah. Wait, so but what, what do you mean, kind of? Did you do like a video one? Is that what you mean? We did like an acoustic yeah. sort of performance, I suppose. Uh, but that was, you know, it's like a, a well, guitar voice and, and a cajon. <laughs> so we've, we've only ever played in that capacity as, as, as Cat Bear. Oh, so you did Cat Bear songs, but not electronic versions? Yeah. Yes. Ah. Yeah. Why did you do that? and we got asked to do it and it went well it was good it just you know it was playing those songs acoustically really it was fun it was really nice but um yeah i just i don't think we've got enough limbs to play all the parts i think we've just got to work on extra limbs grow another tree yeah (laughs) Yeah. maybe that's it and also at this point it just feels like a very difficult time for live music like we're very in and out of lockdowns uh in the uk (laughs) and i feel like all my friends who had tours that they were going to do in march 2020 just keep postponing them (laughs) another time so It's like, is that going to come back fully? I mean, I've been to a few gigs and it's been really, really nice. I guess the problem is, is when you... London can be a really uh, pricey place to play and a, quite a, an investment of time and effort to have a gig cancelled. I'm so pessimistic, aren't I? Um, <laughs> there's, there's a bit of that at the back of our minds, I think, about it. Um, I don't know, what's the live music kind of uh, situation with you? I went to a show the other day and it was fine. I'm still a little weird about going out, to be honest with you. Mm. I'm not a super paranoid dude, but I've always just preferred a pub atmosphere to like a music at, like even though I love music, I don't like having to yell at people to talk to them. Yeah. Especially now, we are much more attuned to the droplets of you know what I mean <laughs> when it comes to uh, you know COVID and stuff yeah. and so now I'm much more aware like oh well, we're all getting together and we're all like yelling at each other yeah. to talk and so you're much more aware of like just projecting and being projected at so it like it adds an, an extra level of uncomfortableness because that was like I think last month was like the first show I had been to in like two years or something and so it was like it was interesting like I mean I do enjoy going out but we're not back to normal yet and it probably Mm. won't be for a while 
I don't know, I found myself thinking like, is it going to be worth that risk that I'm putting myself and, and others into? And mm. <laughs> you got it. And then you start thinking about it in this much bigger way, whereas before it would have just been like, I'm just going to go to the gig. And then it's like, but what's the actual risk? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like, yeah. I don't know. And then you just, yeah, you don't, yeah, it's hard to predict what it's going to be like and everything. So yeah, it does feel a little bit worrying still. I mean, here we do have the thing where like the venues require you to show that, you know, you've oh. been vaccinated you know stuff like that but it's it's not ideal you know so that's yeah. where we're at there and yeah we don't do that here anymore <laughs> they did I think they did it for about a month didn't they and then they just stopped doing it here. and to be honest with you i don't really know the full extent of it because like i'm mostly inside yeah all of my hobbies are inside like i i make a show i use a computer to edit it i play video games that's pretty much all I do. I'm not really like an athletic guy. I haven't really been out that much to see like just how diligent people are with mm. following protocols and things. Yeah. Probably getting a bit chillier than, there than it is here as well, I assume. So yes, it's snowing. <laughs> it's snowing right now. Oh, beautiful. Canada. Wow. That's, <laughs> that's how it is. <laughs> but look, how about this? Well, we can probably start to wind down. I want to listen to another track. I'll let you pick. How about this? We can either listen to Girl Crush or In the Night. Which one do you want? In the Night. In the Night. <laughs> All right, let's do it then. Yeah. This is In the Night by Cat Bear.
And that was Cat Bear, yeah, <laughs> within the night. And I am here with Cat Bear right now. We are having a hell of a time. That's right, Zoe and Sarah. Just a, just a. I don't. What am I doing? I don't know what this is. I'm just it's so nice to talk to you. We're having a great time. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm trying to like be like energetic Sorry. guy. I don't know what that's like. <laughs> it makes my heart race too fast, and I have to calm down. <laughs> That's great. I wish I had a radio voice like that. That's uh, all fake. You know, all, all you need is just a nice microphone, and you just have to talk real close to it. In real life, I sound like a chipmunk. <laughs> yeah. So what's uh? Yeah. What does the future hold for Cat Bear? That is a great question. What does mm. the future hold, Sarah? Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I I hope I hope just more friendship more music that comes out of that friendship maybe we'll venture into some live playing performances i don't know now is it important to you like is that like an important thing that like if you do get more members in that it'd be like a girl band mm, great question i think cat bear tree was definitely formed as a girl band as a reaction to being around energy that maybe wasn't quite as you know didn't feel quite as equal opportunities <laughs> And, and then we did have so much fun but I don't think I, I don't know well Sarah what would it be yeah I know I don't know I suppose natural choice would for it to remain like yeah women but I yeah it, I don't think it is I suppose a sort of in, yeah. ingrained part of Cat Bear that it was Cat Bear Tree I think there's definitely um, you know working with younger people and stuff and also you know once being a younger person I specifically remember going to certain gigs and being so inspired when I saw you know proficient women in bands like the Donners and people like that like I loved a kind of like you know real instrument playing band and they felt so rare when I was younger mm. and so there's something that is quite you know nice to, to know that I, there's so many more women in bands nowadays which is great but there's still you know I still notice from on a kind of base level of you know who which teenagers turn up to the music program kind of thing I feel like there's a there's a little bit of a you do have to see someone doing the thing that you might want to try before you think that it's okay for you to try it so there's a little bit of that in there that it's quite nice to be able to kind of show that it's possible even now still you know there's so much going on about you know trying to equalize festival lineups more and <laughs> only two percent of producers are women globally supposedly and so there's there's something kind of cool about you know the idea that you might help to inspire others but then at the same time not wanting to exclude other people yeah. <laughs> um you know someone's right for the job well how about this if you guys have a band you flip the typical gender roles because like often when you you see a band with men and women in it often it'll be like a lady on keys and a male drummer and a guy on lead guitar so just flip it have a, a female drummer a dude on the yeah. keyboard you get what i'm saying right <laughs> maybe there's a way to play with that yeah maybe yeah it might be that I guess we'd probably maybe just put them in the background, isn't it? We'd still be just cat there, yeah. You know, but they'd do, they they'd just be these invisible, I suppose. And then make them wear wigs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know because that's also something that I've sort of dealt with as well, like o over the course of this show, which has always been sort of a tricky thing because oh. this music that I like, especially like this synthwave scene and stuff, it is predominantly made by dudes and dudes oh. of a certain age. Yeah. So finding voices for 
from outside of the scene can be tricky because yeah. like there are female electronic music producers for example yeah. but since the music I'm passionate about is kind of niche <laughs> finding where all those things sort of intersect is tough yeah I totally understand I think we possibly try and you know search out people and amplify people whether it's like if we're asked who we like or whatever you know or put in our playlists or whatever you know it is something that we can all probably consciously do is just be a bit more consciously diverse in what we kind of say yeah I like this kind of music but it's yeah you're right it's 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 hard to sometimes find the diverse version of what you yes. <laughs> want to listen to but I think that's where maybe us proactively saying yes we are going to be a girl band in this synthwave world my I, I genuinely felt quite like um you know i didn't really know what music production was when i was a teenager i just knew that i could pick up a guitar because i've seen chrissy hind pick up a guitar whoever it is you know so yeah yeah i get that and like also like from my perspective it's it's just more interesting yeah. to talk to different types of people um, like so i don't want every episode of this show to sound the same yeah. even if i do talk about <laughs> some of the same stuff over and over but like as far as guests or music is concerned like i think it's good to to search for stuff yeah I try to actively search out people but I, I totally get what you're saying um, and I guess maybe that's it just uh, trying to search out people making cool music and doing our best in that way I don't know <laughs> yeah it can be kind of a complicated topic <laughs> I mean we could literally talk about this for hours I'm sure but, <laughs> but at the same time go around in circles but it's great that you yeah are aware of that you know I think we are all probably more aware of how we can be more not just accepting but more promoting of each other and you know seek out not just the you know not just your usual community but you know maybe think about inviting people into your community that you or you know making new connections with people i don't know maybe that's just my head going in 20 <laughs> No, I agree. It's just for me, it's tough because on top of, uh, you know, like looking on the edges and the outside of the, the synthwave scene for new artists, I also have to like the music. And my personal taste has some very specific criteria. Mm. So the battle for me is how much am I willing to compromise my personal tastes yeah. in the interest of reaching more people? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, the thing that's exciting for me is finding and sharing cool music, yeah. right? I mean, like that's the mm. number one mission. Yeah, that has to be, yeah, number one, doesn't it? Yeah, Yeah. so the point is, you're going to make more music, right? Yeah, um, we're probably going <laughs> to do a merch drop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we've got some merch to announce, and it really feels good that we've just kind of like rounded off the year, having put out some music, and it's nice to just have a little break over Christmas, and then who knows? For the future we are still here and we're definitely still wanting to make music so i'm i just don't know what the next cat bear single or group of singles or whatever is going to sound like i'm kind of just very open <laughs> i don't know if it's going to sound exactly the same as all our other music or whether there's going to be a little change or i don't know who's responsible for designing the merch that would be hmm, should i lie and say it's me no <laughs> <laughs> it's me yeah. <laughs> is that the lie are we going to end this show with a bunch of lies <laughs> <laughs> yeah well I, I generally it tends to be we I kind of run a, a little record label uh, with my partner Lucy who is usually the person who does all the design of all of our logos and kind of video visualizers and mm. website and merch and everything so well, shout out to Lucy yeah she's kind of our yeah. manager 
yeah. <laughs> unpaid manager. Thanks, Lucy. So yeah, yeah, we do have some merch that um, we just sold out of our. Did we just sell out of our? We we did a really limited run of baseball caps, which were really fantastic until we discovered that we don't suit baseball caps because we're British. <laughs> so I've got one of my own, but I can't wear it because I look like a. <laughs> <laughs> um, just look a bit silly but um, yeah we maybe have one left but um, yeah we have some other things as well so if you happen to like our music do do follow us <laughs> and we'll do our little merch announcement soon <laughs> and you can find all that at uh catbearmusic.org Is it .org? No, I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm like, what? <laughs> I just like to invent a website at the end and to see what happens. No, oh, what's, what's the real one? What you said, but .com, but I hope. Is it catbearmusic or is it just catbear? Catbearmusic.com, unfortunately. I don't know. What, what's it catbear.com? Let's have a look. Well, it's catbear.bandcamp.com if they want to buy stuff. Oh, yeah, that's great, yeah. That's where the music's at. Yeah. Uh, I don't think catbear.com exists, but um, catbear music exists, and that's where we live. Um, And we love making friends, so do join us. (laughs) Cool. Well, uh, yeah. Well, listen, it was fun uh, getting to meet you. You know, you make cool music, so people should go check it out. Yeah. Thanks so much. And we'll carry on listening to your fantastic podcast. We really appreciate you having us. And, uh, you know, it's nice that uh, there's people out there doing important things in the world, right? (laughs) Helping people out with community music and and emergency <laughs> what's the first word again a what's the uh, a and e accident accident right okay i'm sorry for, yeah. i forgot the a word <laughs> <laughs> all right cool well look <laughs> sorry i'm not good at ending shows by the way <laughs> i, I apologize it. thank you for your time thanks for having us but uh you guys keep on making cool music and we'll uh play it on the show and have a lovely a lovely british Night. (laughs) We will have a great rest of your day. Thank you. All right, and that was my conversation with Cat Bear. I hope you enjoyed that. Don't forget to check out their music on Bandcamp. You know I provide all the links for the artists I feature on the show in the show notes. So if you're listening to this on SoundCloud or Spotify, just click on the episode description. You'll see all the links there so you can listen to the tunes. And if you want to support Beyond Synth, you can go to patreon.com slash beyondsynth or paypalme.com slash beyondsynth. That's the address, right? Some people like to support with Patreon and some people like to support with PayPal. Either way, it's a cool thing to do if you think you're cool. And I think you're cool, so support the show. In the meantime, I hope you all have a good week and tune in next time to Beyond Synth, the best synthwave chat show there is. I want to thank Christian Quinn Hello for helping me with the episode descriptions and artist links and Ethan who's also been helping update the Beyond Synth database and Ian Bertline who has been doing the Instagram artworks although I think he has to take a break so he can go buy a new hat and of course Mike Mendoza who does the jingles for Beyond Synth and hopefully makes me a new birthday jingle but we'll worry about that later and uh, and that's all I have to say so have a lovely week and I will talk to you next time on Beyond Synth, the best synthwave chat show there is. Thanks for
Beyond Synth is made possible by the supporters on Patreon and PayPal. If you enjoy the show, please consider becoming a supporter at patreon.com slash beyondsynth or donating via PayPal at beyondsynth.com. If you want to submit music to the show, please email beyondsynthsubmissions at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow and subscribe to Beyond Synth on YouTube, Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, and Facebook. May the Force be with you.